Hi, and welcome to the Alex Mejias podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. On this episode, I speak with entrepreneur and attorney Sam Malai, and we talk all about generating clients online. This episode has just got a ton of great advice for any business really that is looking to generate leads online. And Sam, his background is that he grew a virtual law office using the tools that he's gonna to describe today and was able to just do some incredible things. And uh, he shares really all of his secrets and gives some very specific guidance on how to build a sales funnel, how to create an offer that is compelling and that uh, converts really well. And he shares all of the tools of the trade that he uses. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you all, and I hope that you get a ton out of it. And so without any further ado, here's my episode with Sam Malai. Sam, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much, Alex. I'm really excited. So to get started, um, we'd love to just hear about your background. Um, you know, and we can start either with your law practice or even talk about legal funnel. And, and those things are very closely linked in terms of how you came to launch legal funnel. So if you want to share some of your background, that, that would be great. And then talk a little bit about what legal funnel is. Sure. So I had a very short um, kind of a law career in employment law until I read a book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, a very popular book for entrepreneurs, where I got exposed to a couple of key principles like automation, uh, virtual, uh, scalable, those kinds of concepts. And I kind of fell in love with those principles. And, and I thought, I'm like, it would be really interesting to kind of create a law firm, create my own business based on those principles, especially the whole remote kind of virtual kind of basis of it. So I did that pretty much went on my own. I created a website. I didn't have, I had a lot of time on my hands just because obviously I don't have clients. So I started learning, watching a lot of YouTube videos, reading articles about how to generate clients online. So I started learning about content marketing, SEO, and AdWords, things like that. And I started applying it right away. Um, kind of started in the beginning, started off just writing a lot of content, uh, trying to distribute as much as I could. And then he, fast forward a year after that, um, all the work that I did for content marketing, SEO kind of kicked in, started getting calls. Um, and then I got to a point where I was getting too many phone calls. So actually I took off my phone number off my website. And to this day, I still don't have my phone number on my website. Um, and fast forward four years after that, um, I've been in, I have a couple of different entities uh, offering legal services. Um, overall, they've generated uh, over 3,000 clients. And more uh, importantly for me, I've been able to gather 1,000, more than 1,000 Google reviews for my clients, which I think that's like, for me, that's, that's my key performance indicator, how many reviews I have. Uh, yeah. I, I really look, I look, you know, that's, my, that's what I hold myself to. Yeah, that's an incredible number. Um, and uh, I know I've, if, you're, if you're willing to share, I've, I've heard a little bit before you share, but so this sort of the secret is how you were able to do that. And I would love to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. Um, yeah, so I've got all kinds of questions. I mean, I'm going to try to stick, stick to kind of the ones that we had talked about, but I, I, may, I may sort of deviate a little bit here in terms, particularly about how to, you know, having a virtual services business, I think is really interesting because um, it is the, the wonderful thing about the internet is that it's on all the time. Um, but for us who are providing services of any kind, whether it be consulting, law, um, you know, we're not on all the time. <laughs> and so I'm sure that there, you, there was a lot of learning there to sort of figure out how to make a 24-7 services business work. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit about that. But before we get there, 
can you just give an overview of sort of like what legal legal funnel is too? Uh, legal funnel is a system uh, that you create in order to generate clients online. Uh, back in the day, usually you would just make a website and just expect clients to come just find you and uh, contact you and to you know to buy your product or service. That doesn't work anymore. You kind of have to create a very uh, uniform kind of system where you're you're leading people down a path uh, to go from somebody who's looking for something down to them trusting you to buy your service. So that's what a legal funnel is. There, there are four parts that we'll get into a little uh, detail in a little bit. But before we get to that, um, let's talk about, the, you, you mentioned services. So how do you define services? How do you even, um, come up with those services that people need? Um, so I think I've figured out the three essential parts of a good offer. It starts off as an offer. So before you even think of an offer service, you have to come up with the offer. Okay. An offer requires that I, that I think this is what I came up with myself. It requires three parts. One is it has to be in high demand. So it has to be something that a lot of people need. Um, let's just say one practical example that I could give, let's just say marijuana lawyer, marijuana in law. Um, yes, it's a good niche, you know, um, but how much demand is there? Yes, there mm -hmm. are some people here and there, but I don't think that's enough of a demand for you to build a law firm around that. So high demand is the first part. Second part, which is very important, is urgency. Mm -hmm. How urgent is that offering that you're offering? So it's something that I see practically is estate planning. Uh, it naturally doesn't have any urgency behind it unless mm -hmm. you build the urgency behind it. But just look for those urgent matters that people really urgently need right away. Yeah. Um, and then the third part, I just escaped my head. Um, uh, it will come back to me and I'll, I'll, okay. bring, I'll bring a little bit, but you want to make sure you have uh, pretty much these parts and uh, that's, so it starts off uh, with the offer. Okay. Um, the offer also has to be kind of tailored towards a very specific types of people. So it has to be tied to a niche. If mm -hmm. it's not, you're just not going to succeed online. So you cannot just offer business services. It's not going to work like that. You have to offer business services for types of clients mm -hmm. so that those types of clients usually is the is the niche then you want to be in so just pick a service and pick a type of people that you're going to be offering that service and that's what it really really a service type business it starts off with that offer no yeah. you create that offer um, add on as many things as you can to that offer uh, ideally five to ten different things that they all need and you kind of systematize um, that offering it kind of become templatized, kind of something that you're going to be doing over and over. Mm -hmm. And it also really helps with this, uh, with the serving process where you're actually, when you have to actually do the work, you know, it's the same thing over and over. You're not customizing anything. You want to make sure you don't customize any uh, touch points. You just, it's the same offer and over and over. So that's really where it starts. And, um, okay. That makes sense. So that you, so basically you're creating like a process and a system that like once people accept the offer, they just work through everybody kind of goes through the system. And so you don't have to spend the extra time of like determining what they need. It's just a sort of a standard offer that everybody kind of goes through. Exactly. And I think it's one of the biggest traps that lawyers fall through is like, they just, so this is, I'm, this is, I'm a lawyer and anything you need, just let me know what you need. No, don't do that. You should, you should def define exactly what you do. This is, and say very clearly, this is exactly what I do. This is, this is my offering and this is right for you because this is who you are. So that's the mindset.
Got it. And so, and, th and this can really apply to like a variety of different businesses. Um, and, and, and I would say that, I mean, would you say that that's defining like your target market and then like the product that you offer essentially, because it's it, in a way you, it is a kind of a product, right? Even though it's a service, it's kind of a standard product that everybody is getting. Is Absolutely. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. Yes. Okay. You turn into a product. Uh, think about McDonald's. <laughs> you don't go into McDonald's and be like, I would like to have whatever, uh, you know, that you're having. No, you know exactly where you're getting. Yeah. And so just to be clear too, just for people who are listening, you know, this, this is the context that we're having this conversation is, is, is a, is a virtual business that is scaled out to a certain extent. And, and some people may want to have a more boutique approach and there are probably, there are probably still principles that you can apply, but it is a little bit of a different approach. Um, and, and it's really for accomplishing a specific objective um, that, you know, I mean, and I, like you said, I mean, I think that you were looking to, to, create like a virtual law office. And I think that there are, you know, yeah, I know that you mentioned before that like you've been able to kind of remove yourself from it in a certain way. And you've even like traveled to other parts of the world and, and been able to kind of keep this business rolling. And so this is a very specific kind of business model, but this one that's like very interesting and attractive to me, honestly, because it's, I mean, the idea of being able to be sort of, you know, free from a specific geography and continue to, to run your business and run a professional services business is, is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, you just want to systematize the entire thing from beginning to end. So the lead generation part becomes systematized where you're kind of expecting, and you want to build this kind of legal funnel, which we'll get into, it's just going to be generating you either bookings or calls or emails. Um, so that part is systematized. And then you use a tool called MixMax, uh, which is a Gmail uh, plugin. M -I, uh, it's called MixMax again, M-I-X-M-A-X. Um, it's, a, it's a tool that allows you to kind of create templates and sequences out of emails that you send. So if somebody, let's just say, whenever you come up with a service, you're going to uh, kind of create an FAQ, top, uh, top 10 questions that people ask about the service. You create templates out of these. So anytime that somebody emails you and has a question, you know, you're not sitting there answering emails all day long. You're just sending templates, template answers. And there's nothing wrong with, by the way, sending templates. Maybe it may have a negative connotation. No, it's actually a good thing. Why? Because these templates get improved over time um, based on the feedback that you get. So, um, and then, so you use those templates for answering prospects and you also use it as part of your um, service process. When you're actually doing the work, most of the, most of the work is templatized here, here it is. And you, you can label it and say like, you're doing EIN work, EIN one, EIN two, EIN three, there's like a whole thing to it. So you just create those templates and you systematize the entire process. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. I mean, it's funny that, I mean, like lawyers, I mean, I, I have found that there, I mean, you have to sort of have the mindset of a coder. I mean, like, like uh, developers, hate repetition. They hate doing the same thing over and over again. And if you ever find yourself typing the same message over and over and over again, that means you should have a template. <laughs> like you really, you should not be doing that. That's not a good use of your time. Exactly. If you ever find yourself, there should be a rule. It's just a hardline rule. If you ever see yourself doing something more than once, there is a way for you to, you know, kind of systematize that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you create the, like you talked about urgency. I mean, one question that I have is that, you know, you're, at least for your law firm, you know, it seems like you're targeting entrepreneurs, business owners who are looking to form a company in the United States. 
how do you create a sense of urgency if there isn't one there or do you find that there is a sense of urgency there because that's you know in some other areas of law like one of the areas of law that i practice in family law a lot of people time a lot of times people call me and they have a court date and so there's you know ma massive urgency there but for some people who maybe have an idea for a business um it's sort of up to them to kind of motivate themselves to actually take the steps so i'm curious as to like what that looks like in your context in terms of the urgency component you were describing yeah as you explained there are some things that were in inherently uh, has urgency which is good you always want to make sure that's inherently if it doesn't then you you have to kind of make it urgent through your copy so your emails your conversations have to really show them that this is something that they absolutely need right now so that's that's one second is also your your pricing that's where you could create those urgency um so there's two ways to go about that one is you never want to offer one price for the service okay yeah. so what i mean by that let me give a practical example is somebody needs a contract drafted so you should never be like oh you need this contract drafted it's a thousand dollars don't do that ever instead create two offers and say hey how soon do you need it by do you need it by this week or do you need it by whenever and then they, they give you an answer and based on that they're like okay great here's my offers first offer is i will get it drafted for you within two business days for 1500 or or within seven business days for a thousand so now you kind of that created kind of kind of urgency and also creates a better offer why because when the offer is just here here's the one price the decision is whether i should go forward for this decision or not mm -hmm. versus you create two offers now the decision is should i struggle with option a or option b yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and that right there just increases your chance of closing so kind of play with that um and then um also when you're offering prices just um say hey this price is only if you accept within this certain time limit only sure, if sure. you accept the next 48 hours it works um there's nothing weird about it um it's you know it's business so yeah, yeah it makes so a lot of sense to me i mean do you ever what's i mean how many options do you usually just go out with two options or do you like to do like do you ever do three like is there a number what's the sweet spot there that you found in your experience in they usually say options? Yeah, they usually say three. Three is like the standard. Um, that that should be the goal. Um, ideally, um, it should be the three offers should be uh, level one is a, a kind of um, self serve program. You know, it's kind of like here's everything that you need. You just do it yourself. Second is a done for you, and third is kind of like a closer one on one done for you kind of thing. That's like the most idealistic. If you can create kind of service that has all three levels, that's that's where you want to be. But yeah, ideally three offers, um, but at the very least two. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. So um, let's talk a little bit about the funnels, you know, the legal funnel. If you, you, you know, we've talked about, I know there's sort of like four essential parts. I think it'd be great to kind of talk about what those four parts are, and then we can kind of continue the conversation from there. Sure. So uh, the benefits of having a legal funnel is you have an automated and kind of dependable system for you to generate uh, clients online. So that's you know it's pretty valuable so that's uh, here's the I've, I've done probably hundreds of thousands of experiments i've probably spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to try different things i've done facebook ads i've done youtube ads i've done everything and really i've kind of 80 20 what works when it comes to lead generation so what you're about to hear is really 
uh, from a lot of experience, a lot of uh, testing to be able to figure out exactly what are those four essential parts of getting straight to the point and getting those clients. And here it is. The first is traffic. You got to figure out where these people are coming from. The best by far, I'm just going to cut to the chase is Google ads. That's yeah. it. Google ads is best. If not followed by uh, content marketing, SEO. Um, and you should stay away from, also stay away from uh, Facebook ads. We'll talk about how you can use Facebook ads, but you should not use it to get clients that way. So that's the first part, traffic. Second part is you want to drive them to a landing page. A landing page is a dedicated focus kind of page where you're, you're not driving them to your website. You're, you're driving them to this exact page where it's, it talks specifically about that problem. And the whole point of the landing page is for you to get their contact information, which is usually just their email address. Okay. Third is once you get their email address, you have to nurture them. Because people don't go from seeing about you, hearing about you, to buying from you. It doesn't work that way. Um, I've done uh, I've done some data research into my own analytics, and my, I've basically figured out that my sell cycle is exactly how long do you think? How long actually? Let's ask Alex. How long do you think is my sell cycle from somebody that opts in to when they per, uh, buy my service? I mean, I can, I think it depends kind of on like how much content you're delivering and how often, but if guessing how much I think you're probably delivering, I would say two weeks, maybe double that four weeks. It takes okay, four, four weeks, weeks. four okay. weeks. That's a long time from somebody who, first of all, they could even hear from you for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months until yeah. they opt in from, so from opt in to actually when they pay right the entire month, that's, that's really good and relevant information by the way. Yeah. Uh, so so what do you do during that one month? And that's where your automated email series comes into play, where once they submit their email address through on the landing page, you're gonna send them automated emails, you're gonna send them videos, you're gonna send them whatever you can to kind of get them exposed to you and what you do to get for them to get to get to see your face, by the way, is very important for right. them to get to hear your story, to hear from you, anything you do to kind of be get in front of them. So that's the third part. It's kind of like the content, the automated email series, videos, things like that. And then the fourth part. Uh, which is a little bit more advanced, but if you get add on to this, it's like a very easy cherry on top, which is retargeting. That means you've already spent money on your Google AdWords or you've already spent time to, to write those contents to get people on your blog. So why don't you just uh, set up a retargeting campaign on Facebook to bring back those prospects who, uh, that you already did most of the work. So just, it's a very simple, like just adding a layer on top uh, to get those people who haven't, um, decided to go with you yet to push them to kind of proceed forward with you. So that, again, that's the four parts, the traffic, a landing page, content, retargeting. That's Very the cool. core parts of pretty much generating clients online. And it sounds simple, but I know that, you know, you've spent hours and hours working on each of those parts and there's a lot to do there. Um, and I think, you know, I think I've heard you say before that, you know, it's not something that somebody should listen to this and go say, okay, I'm going to go open up Google AdWords, but I mean, it's something that you want to put together as a system, but you also probably need help for, right? Absolutely. Yes. I think as lawyers, we just have to understand it to know what's the, you know, how it works, but I would not, it's, it's the biggest trap I see lawyers doing is wasting time trying to deal with the technical aspects of actually setting it up. Yeah. You should not necessarily do yourself, at least understand it and get people uh, to go build you the different parts. Start. It's, it really starts off with one, two, three, four. So Start off with figuring out the AdWords and the landing page part um, and take it from there um, and just, you know, build the pieces over time. Now, do you, are there tools that you use? You mentioned MixMax. 
Are there other favorite tools you use for any of these like four components that you would recommend to other, other folks to use? Yeah, ClickFunnels um, is a tool um, that allows you to create um, your funnels, your landing pages, your sales pages, things like that. It just makes it very easy um, for you to make it. Um, I've, I'm trying to actually, I'm working on creating like a self-serve program where you, don't, you guys don't have to go create <laughs> new landing pages or create all these sales pages where I kind of will give you guys these landing pages and all these different parts to lawyers um, to, so that they could go apply it for themselves. Um, but yeah, ClickFunnels is a big uh, component of it. Um, Mixmax kind of runs the operations and the, dealing with the conversations on email. And then the other tool that I that really um, helps m me run my virtual law firm is Upwork. Okay. Um, Up Upwork is the biggest freelancer website online. Um, it just makes it very easy for you to put up job posts, hire people, manage people, um, pay people automatically. Um, and it's also one of the highest value things you could do to hiring VAs. Um, anywhere from $4 an hour, would you believe that, Alex? $4 an hour, up to 10 bucks an hour uh, to get people to kind of do do your admin work. Um, it's very leverageable. You just, yeah, you know, you go, you go figure out, create those systems for you to generate revenue and you just get people, um, you trade your time with people who can do it for much cheaper. Very cool. Um, so I've got a couple more questions that are a little bit different, but um, one is what are, what are some of the mistakes, common mistakes you see, um, you know, entrepreneurs or, or, or lawyers making when they're getting started with like some of this online marketing type stuff? Yeah. So there's three that comes to mind. The first is using Facebook ads, um, to try to get clients online. I see a lot of lawyers kind of come and go like that, you, right? It happens to you too, probably Alex. So you see like a lot of lawyers, like you just see like one time ad and then like you never see it again. Right. The reason why is because it just doesn't work. So don't use Facebook ads to try to get clients online. The only time that you should probably use Facebook ads is for retargeting purposes. That works exceptionally well. Um, but and don't use it. Not just lawyers too, right? I mean, would you, yeah. would you say like for other services, businesses, absolutely um, that Facebook is not the best place. It's, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. It's just much right. harder. Um, it's again, um, yeah, that doesn't mean it doesn't work necessarily, but usually intent-based kind of um, tools like Google, it's usually a better way to get clients. Right. Um, so that's first. Second is um, people that use, that send traffic to their website. So if they're doing Google ads or uh, YouTube, or whatever, don't send people to your homepage um, right. on your website. Send them to that dedicated landing page. Um, and then the third part is, lawyers and or entrepreneurs not systematizing their process so you know use mix max um and the other the other thing that i use is gmail filters um just if you just youtube how to use gmail filters kind of learn this technique of how to auto filter stuff based on uh, how to auto filter emails based on who sent the email what the subject line says or what the emails say mm -hmm. and really you, you kind of create the structure towards your emails that, um, that these emails are kind of flowing into very specific filters. And then when you have your admins and or different people working for you, they're in charge of different filters and they're going to be doing the same, same process over and over. So they'll just say, let me give a practical example. I have a filter for whenever an intake is filled out and automatically once it gets filled out, uh, it gets filled out. Gmail will auto filter it and send it to, a labeled kind of uh, labeled email and it just goes there. It's sitting there. 
that doesn't mean that means it doesn't uh, it doesn't flood my inbox and i have one va who's just in charge of going to that label and just taking that intake and you know turning to documents and you kind of use these kind of these tools to kind of systematize your process that's incredible yeah and that's kind of like segues beautifully into kind of my my next question which is for people who are running services business and law firms how do you deliver like how do you handle the sheer volume of clients that you get i think you get i think you mentioned that you get um over a hundred new clients a month or something. I mean, like you get a lot yeah. of, a lot of new clients. So how do you, how do you practically deliver on this? Once you, once you kind of get the funnels working and you got all these leads coming in and you're converting, how, how do you, how do you do that? <laughs> so yeah, I'll get really, really practical. So the email comes in uh, that you, they, um, they paid for the service. The next step is for them to fill out a, usually an intake that you need information from them. So Either that's already incorporated into your sales process where the intake automatically gets sent to them, or you just send an email like, congratulations, welcome on board. Go ahead and fill out this intake. They fill out the intake. Now you have all the information that you need upfront for you to do the service. Um, the first thing you do is, by the way, the, 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 your admins should do this. You should not do this yourself over time. First thing you gotta do is add them to a CRM, contact manager, to make sure that you're capturing all your, contact, uh, your client's information. Um, in the future, let's just say if you're, it's just one central place for all your contact lists. Sure. So that's first a CRM. Second is you want to add them to a Google sheet. You make different rows. So you have date, name of client, um, their email address. And then you also, every column is the different parts of the process. So let's just say the first is intake. Second is forming an LLC. Third is getting the EIN, etc. So each column is for the process. And your admin team will basically knows what to do for each part of the process. And once that process, once that part is done, they just exit out. So it's just literally, um, as long as your, your admins knew exactly what to do for each of these columns, you know, you're just want to make sure their job is just to make sure that everybody's exit out. And that's it. Wow. And then your, your role is to kind of obviously maintain the funnel, but then also review all the, you know, make sure that everything is kind of continuing to run smoothly, um, troubleshooting, working directly with your admins to make sure that the work is being executed properly. Yeah. And for the work, it has to be kind of templatized. So, you know, um, your communication, your service, what are you doing? Usually you want it to be kind of, um, systematized. That means you're not personalizing it. If there's a need for personalization, then, you know, that's just that part of the process. But more or less, more more of the service should be systematized to be kind of templatized and it's something that you do over and over. Right. And businesses can use, I mean, like one of the things that people you know don't necessarily think about is that this is not like a, an either or kind of thing. Like you can, even no matter what type of business you have, you can always have like a, a product that operates in this way that can help, you know, even if you want to have a business doing more like bespoke work, you can also offer these types of products that, that form like a very um, healthy foundation for your business if you want to do other types of things because this this type of um, business model really kind of manages itself. I mean, I mean, if, when, when it's done right. Um, so it's not necessarily something where you you either do this or you do a completely different approach. To me, at least in my mind, it seems like this can be something that any business can integrate into their overall business as a specific business unit and a business model. 
does that sound right? I mean, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a product or service. It's still a product. Uh, it's still something that you're offering over and over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you just have to kind of structure, right? Um, but yeah, definitely. Cool. So what, um, as we kind of get towards the end of, of this year, I want to be good about your time, but um, what, what would you say, what's the first thing that a business should do to kind of get started with the process that you described? What, what do you think is like the, the number one, like if, when they turn this podcast off or, you know, you know, uh, end this video, what, what would, what should they go out and do if they want to get started? Um, I think having a thinking hour, okay. <laughs> kind of brainstorming hour, um, just sit down with a pen and paper. And based on what we talked about, um, how can you systematize your business? So I think first is kind of really trying to figure out your offer. Um, create that one offer that most of your clients will need. Um, again, covering 80% of your clients. Um, and you should try to avoid kind of any personalization kind of services. Um, kind of brainstorm and then try to add on as many things as you can. Just imagine you have unlimited resources, unlimited, thing, unlimited things that you can offer your prospects. What are those things? Um, you know, think outside the box. Write that out. And then um, next thing you want to do is kind of define exactly who those people are. So um, create your ideal prospect and your, uh, you know, write it out. And then the third part, once you have that, then go do some keyword research. Um, it really finding out exactly what these niches are and finding out businesses online is really starts off with keyword research. Use, uh, there's two specific tools. There's uh, Google Keyword Planner and also Google Trends. Google gives you all the data about uh, keywords and exactly how much to get searched and different things. And really like the core of every business online starts off with doing keyword research first. So use those two tools uh, to kind of figure out your niches. Very cool. Yeah. And one, one other thing I, you know, people have a lot of different website engines and I use, I use Squarespace for my website and you know, they're out of the box. They come with some basic analytics and they actually show you the Google keywords that people are using um, to search for you. So that can be useful as well as to go on and, and see how people are already finding you, see if there are specific questions that your content is answering um, that people are clicking on. And, and that can be another source of, of, of at least for me, what I've, what I've found is another way of identifying potential keywords, topics to write about, things to focus on. Absolutely. And just one other thing that comes to mind is um, don't base your content based on who you are. So let's just say if you're a business lawyer, don't be pushing business lawyer to be known as a business lawyer. No, instead your content should be based on uh, specific problems that people are having. So just keep that in mind. You're not necessarily, you're not a personal injury lawyer. A prospect does not search personal injury lawyer. They're, they're usually searching what to do after a car accident. So think about that kind of concept. Yeah. Um, just have that in mind. Problems. You're, you're a problem solver. You're not a, you know, you're not a lawyer. That's great. Yeah, that's a really, really good piece of advice for developing content. Huge. Well, thank you so much, Sam. I really appreciate it. So if, if people want to connect with you, um, online, what's, what's the best way for them to, to reach out? Sure. So I'm very, very open to mentoring and talking to a lot of different entrepreneurs. So if you are one of those kind of go-getters, um, you guys, are, if all this sounds interesting to you, I'm definitely very open to, the, to talking to you guys. Um, you could email me at sam at legalfunnel.com. 
or you could just Google my name, Sam Olai. You'll be able to see my website, you'll be able to see my reviews, kind of see what I do. And if you're interested in talking, I'm definitely open to talking to you. Awesome. And I'll include the link to all of those in the show notes um, for people to be able to kind of check them out as well. And uh, Sam, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Alex. It was a pleasure.